Welcome to the Give Back Economy, a podcast about social innovation and social enterprise. Now with your host, Peter Miller. Welcome, and today we have Haley McDonald from Midland, Ontario, from Operation Grow. So we're going to dig deep into what she's doing. So welcome, Haley. Thank you, Peter. Good morning. Okay, so let's start with your academic experience first. Where did you go to school? Yeah, so I went to school at St. FX in Nova Scotia, um, and I'm currently completing my master's at uh, York University. Ah, and what, what's your master's at York? Yeah, so I'm in interdisciplinary studies, and I'm actually looking, doing research on the social enterprise that we've started in Midland. Excellent. Okay, so in terms of your work experience, while you were going to school and after school? Yeah, I mean, I think as well it's uh, important. I work in the violence against women sector, so part of my experience, yes, certainly um, the academic institutions have done stuff for me and supported me in my learning, but also Um, As a woman, as many women in our communities, I have a lived experience of of violence, so that's also informed the work that I do. Um, I have worked in the violence against women sector now for seven years in Ontario, and I was working in it for two years in Nova Scotia. Okay, so somewhere along the line, you decided to start an organization. So... How did you come up with this name, and what is the purpose of it? Yeah, so we, um, we've had an organization in Simcoe County since 1984. So we've been around for a while, um, and we serve women who have experienced violence. What we started seeing was, you know, 30 years later, we were starting to serve. We had served grandmothers, and we had served mothers, and then we were serving you know, the granddaughters of those women. So there was really a cycle of violence and poverty. So we decided to open a social enterprise, Operation Grow. um, And that really came from working with the women in the community who had accessed our services, which are, you know, we operate a women's shelter, a a sexual um, assault center to do counseling. And we have a countywide anti-human trafficking program and also a kids program for um, to support moms and kids where kids have ex- been exposed to violence against mom in the home. Uh, so we, we've been working in the community for a really long time, really understanding the issues. And so we spoke to the women who had access our program and came up with the idea of Operation Grow um, because women said they wanted a place in the community to come together to connect with friends, not just a paid staff member. They wanted to be able to connect with people who had similar experiences to them. They needed an opportunity to make money and also um, an opportunity to deal with hunger that so many women experience. So Operation Grow, how do the women earn money and get food? Yeah, so 
Operation Grow Agua Social Enterprise is based around a indoor hydroponic vertical farm. So we um, we have this wonderful dynamic space. It actually used to be the old liquor store in Midland. So we converted the space that used to host the town's liquor into a indoor farm that's growing food. And so we um, provide low barrier employment opportunities for women to work in the farm, growing the food, and then also maintaining the facilities. So um, it's a very dynamic space. We have a yoga studio. We have a retail store built in maybe about five meters from the farm. We have an inspected kitchen as well. Um, as a, a training center downstairs where we do all of our training. And so women have the opportunity to take our, tr our employment training program and then work as apprentices within the growing space or within the facility itself. So where do these women come from? And how do you get yeah. referrals? Um, so women are all from the North Simcoe community. So, um, you know, Penetanguishi and Midland, Tiny, Tay, Bosley, First Nation. And referrals have generally come from our programs because, as I said, we, we've been in the community for a while. So when women leave our women's shelter or when women um, who have come through any of our other programming, we offer them membership at Operation Grow. So it is a member-driven program. Um, women in, uh, engaged are all members, and they really drive what programs are happening in the space. So it's uh, it's pretty exciting, and we do have community partners. That's always, I think, important in anything you do. And so there are other social service agencies within North Simcoe that also make referrals to our program. And the only requirement for membership is being a women a woman with a lived experience of violence in the community. Wow. So do the police provide referrals or victim services? No, no, we haven't received referrals from police or victim services. Um, the the social enterprises really we we always talk about there are kind of stages in our in our life that we go through to reach a point of, you know, having sustainability. And so the first stage is is survival and, and coping. So just trying to deal with, you know, having breakfast or having lights on. And so generally at Operation Grow, um, in you know, women that are engaged members are slightly more stable. So, you know, police referrals and victim service referrals often go to our sexual assault center or to our women's shelter, um, but not to Operation Grow. It's more for like the YMCA employment services or the mental health center who are supporting people who um, have some level of stability and, and are looking for, um, you know, in, engagement in the community in a really low barrier supportive way. So in terms of people to run this operation, is it a combination of staff and volunteers? Uh, right now, uh, especially with the COVID-19 pandemic, so we opened the enterprise in 2017. So we are uh, fully, like we have a staff team, um, not volunteers. We have had volunteers in the past, but with the pandemic, it's become much more difficult. Um, so we have um, a staff team, we have a program supervisor, and then we have somebody that focuses on the food components, somebody that focuses on the growing components, and then somebody that focuses on the um, social components. So where do you sell the farm products? 
Yeah. So we the the great thing about Operation Grow is we really wanted to make it as low barrier as possible. So we grow the food and we sell the food in the same space. And we're not just selling the food. So one of the nice things, um, when we envisioned a social enterprise, we really wanted something that didn't just look at having a social impact and an economic impact. We really were trying hard to also hit um, environmental impact. And so by having the food sold in the same place that we're growing it, we're able to reduce that ecological footprint of, you know, having to uh, store it, drive it somewhere else. And so, um, and we also, we have an inspected kitchen because whenever there's potentially food waste, we try hard to process everything. So for example, we grow a lot of kale. Well, believe it or not, Peter, we, we sell a lot of kale brownies. So when kale doesn't sell on the shelves, we dry our kale and we make it into a kale powder and we make these brownies that are actually delicious. Um, and and then the same thing, like our we sell a line of vegan gluten-free cookies and, you know, we have mint in some of them that we grow in our farm. We have thyme in some of them, again, growing in the farm, really trying to prevent any waste from happening. Um and so we've created a line of pestos and salad dressings that go over really well uh, in our community. So we sell in our retail store, and then we have um, community restaurants that are really looking to support local businesses, and they purchase our food, and they use them on their menu in their restaurants. And we're currently at a farmer's market um, as well, just to kind of help with that. So right now you're in one community. Have you had inquiries from other communities to set up the same thing? Absolutely, we have. We um, we are we're very dynamic. I I guess it's very innovative. We've been told what we're doing. We we and we see the impact. I mean, it's been four years. We we've, we've really built evaluation into what we're doing, and so. We're able to see not only do we think it's having an impact, but it's definitely having an impact on on the lives of women. Um, and we have had inquiries, and our response to people that connect with us looking to create a similar social enterprise or wanting to kind of take Operation Girl and bring it to their community is, if you're going to do that, you got to start with step one, like we did, talk to the stakeholders in your community that you're hoping to serve. Because maybe the yoga studio isn't what needs to be included in this. Or maybe, you know, the cooking workshops aren't necessary. And so really understanding the stakeholder needs. And for us, that was women in our community. Um, and, I, I mean, I'm sure you talk about that all the time. We can have really great ideas from here. But unless they come from the voices of the people we're looking to support and serve, it's not actually going to make it as, as significant of an impact. So do you have an operations manual? Because if you do, you could uh, create social franchises that could be done in other communities. Absolutely, and we, we have talked about that. But again, we go to, um, you know, for us, it's really what, framework did we use to build this and and then going from there I think for sure when you know I was looking at some of the questions it's like well where will we be in three years well perhaps that will be something that we explore a little bit differently we've talked about it since we started the project in 2017 you know um but the 
it one the biggest thing you can do and i think we've had this conversation a lot one of the most courageous things we feel we can do is when you start something new to pause and see how it works before trying to expand it and grow it any further um otherwise we have that potential of taking on too much at once and as I, we're an organization that runs this program, but we're running other programs as well. And during the pandemic, um, you know, we know that violence against women has increased in our community. We know that the impact of the pandemic has largely been, been a gendered impact and really impacted, you know, women in our community differently. And so um, it's been really important for us to kind of focus all our energy on trying to support women across the board in our program, but definitely in our in our future visions, this is something we have explored um, to kind of put on the table, planting some seeds. <laughs> well, I, I think you got great programs, and I think others could benefit from what you're doing. So with an operations manual and some uh, online training, I think, you could do the social franchises and uh, build a community across Canada, starting with Ontario and then growing from there. So, yeah, yeah. So, yeah. Okay. So, talk about partnerships and funding. Yeah. Um, so, we, this is the first, I should say, self-funded program that we have. So in the sense of not that all of our revenue generated um, pays for the program, but when we started to envision Operation Grow, we had to find funding. It wasn't something that we had that annualized funding for. So we went to the community, and our community was so generous. Um, we had a significant donation from the Weber Foundation in, in Midland, and then we also had a lot of community support with cash donations, but then also with, you know, company, local companies donating like our washer and dryer or um, <clears throat> our, our dishwasher. So that was fabulous. We, in 2015, applied for a grant with the province of Ontario. At that time, obviously under the uh, Liberal government, they had put out an action plan on sexual violence and harassment. And with that came some really unique funding for um, projects looking to address violence against women in our communities. So we received innovation fund funding, and that was the seed funding that, that finally took this idea that we had been chatting about and put it into motion and we were able to buy the LCBO building and so um, and then you know buy the technology for the space and get some staff on board to to make this happen um, so community support and at that time the Ministry of Women's Issues that no longer exists um, were our primary funders however the um, currently we have a multitude of funders as well so we're we're funded still by the Department of Women's Issues within the Ministry of Community, Children, and Social Services. Very grateful. That is still that innovation fund funding that we received. Um, we also get some municipal funding from the County of Simcoe, and that's a grant that we've applied for. And then we have a federal grant right now that we've applied for, some capacity building dollars. So, And so we take that and we couple it with the revenue that we generate in our farm, um, and in our store, and we also have a 
a room rental program. So we rent out our yoga studio to the community. We rent out our kitchen because now if you want to sell something at a farmer's market, you can't unless it comes through an inspected kitchen. So we have that available. And then we also do catering on site. So when we host events, we'll cater events. So the, you know, we generate our own revenue to kind of top everything off. You have a lot of sources and that's terrific. You're not dependent yeah. on one or two, and that's that's really important. So talk yeah. about the importance of partnerships and who some of your partners are. Yeah. Um, I think we talk about this a lot, our executive director, Kathy Willis, myself, even the board. If it wasn't for partners and partners, not just, you know, we have partnerships on so many levels. So we have our partners that are community organizations that – Similar to us, have a social mandate. Our social mission is to end all violence against all women. And so other agencies that are working towards something similar, like maybe looking at, you know, ending homelessness in the community. Well, having those like-minded people together, we're always referring to one another. If at Operation Grow, sometimes we have extra lettuce, for example. So we connect with our community partners, like the Native Friendship Centers, like the other shelters, and we're able to give them some of our access to food. Um, and vice versa, uh, so which is fabulous. We get a lot of support from our community organizations. They come in uh, today, actually, we have the YMCA working um, on site doing a workshop about employment and some employment services, which is awesome. If we, you know, we're not trying to recreate the wheel, but trying to have a space where people can come together and, and, and share their specializations with us. So we have it at that community level, but we also have partnerships in the community. We consider every customer that comes into our retail store a partner. They are essential to making things happen. If we didn't have customers come into our space, we wouldn't have, a, you know, a, a program that would be viable anymore. And so as you can imagine, a group of people that primarily work in social work, starting a indoor hydroponic farm, was not an easy transition. We had a lot of learning curves that have happened. Our list of like, we have, we keep a list of all of our key learnings. I think it's almost like three pages now of things that it's like, oh my gosh, I wish I would have known that two years ago. Um, and so the community has been so, so kind with us and, and partnered with us in, in recognizing, okay, you're learning, but we're going to support this. And then the women in service as well. So, you know, the members of Operation Grow. Sometimes coming in and seeing that our plants aren't super healthy is not a lovely thing to come into. And members just rally together and work so hard to keep the space and the, the plants growing as healthy as we can, keeping the space pristine and just this energy. There's just this spirit in the space. So we really partner with the women in our community to make Operation Grow, you know, um, so lively. What's your interaction with uh, communities of faith? So we we don't partner directly with communities of faith. Um, for us, if they want to reach out, then absolutely we're always engaged. We have been invited to speak with different uh, church groups in the area, and so we always go in and do that, and um, we've had some tour our facility, but we really look to partner with uh, community organizations that are 
um, working along a similar mandate and mission as us that we can share that workshop delivery and referral back and forth. With the uh, challenge in Afghanistan, can any of your uh, members relate to that at all? I think um, maybe to answer this, probably not by answering it, is that um, we can relate in the sense of, you know, we have so many struggles within the province of Ontario. Social assistance rates are so low, they keep women and, and children in poverty. We don't have access to lots of food in the community, and we still see women saying they're making a choice between feeding their children and feeding themselves. Um, I think there's a lot of reflection that needs to be made of what is happening in our province because so many people are really coming out. Even the pandemic has shown us that disparity and, you know, the level of desperation. We talk as an agency, we are on the line of four crises. We are on the line, like the front line of the crisis of violence against women. We are on the front line of the crisis of the housing crisis because it is impossible to get housing right now, and it's moving further and further north. And our northern communities, Midland is a small town on Georgian Bay, 18,000 people. It's now the second home to many people. So it's, you know, you rent an Airbnb for $1,000 a night. How can anybody afford to rent in that community? We're on the front line of the opioid crisis, and we're on the front line of the pandemic. So for us, we, you know, we're working hard in our local community to acknowledge the issues that exist and try to work through those and advocate where we can. So in terms of buildings, one of the tools I've seen used before is a community bond. I don't know whether you've heard of that one. <coughs> but take a look at community bond because you might be able to expand your premises to in include a community. And that's really involving the community, which you have done so far and done very well. Mm -hmm. So I want to move into the visioning three years from today. And what will the organization look like? Yeah, um, so I think Operation Grow, we're really looking to expand our retail space. We have this beautiful retail store that doesn't have a ton of products other than stuff that we've grown. So we're really looking to, um, we're in the process of finalizing a merchandising plan. We've just um, finished uh, a social procurement plan, and we're really trying to see about how can we expand the business model of Operation Grow through making us one of the best food retailers in North Simcoe? And so that's something that we're looking at within the next three years, really establishing ourselves as a food vendor um, and partnering with other people, other local producers in the community um, to have their products available in our store. And the nice thing about Operation Grow is because we have a retail store built into the space, it also presents us with the possibility 
to further expand our employment program to support women who may want to become self-employed with their own products and their own, you know, pieces. And so we've looked at other social enterprises across the province who have done that, like Niagara Presents um, out of the Niagara region, obviously. And, you know, they've been able to do that by supporting women to sell um you know, jams and different preserves and, and build their own businesses that way. And, and we're currently, um, we currently have, I should have mentioned, funding from the Canadian Women's Foundation and Economic Development Grant. And with that funding as well, we've been able to meet a lot of partners who are working across the country to, again, support women to build their own enterprises. And so that might be something that we look at. Uh, right now, we're really trying to stabilize and um, there will certainly be a lot of a lot more visioning happening um, when we can settle from the pandemic. And and I think um, for us, we're really looking at January 2022, sitting together and having a session of talking to the women at Operation Grow, talking to staff at Operation Grow, and and make you know determine where where do we want to go once we have our merchandising plan in place. Excellent. So, where are the stories? They're curbside pickup. So, that's a yes and no. Lots of people call, and we will meet them outside and bring them their products through their car. Um, but you can't order online yet. We are in the midst of, in the next month or so, people should be able to place their orders online. Excellent. Haley, you've got a great story to tell. How do people reach Operations Grow in terms of the website? Yeah, so we are at www.operationgrow.ca. You can um, find us on social media, um, uh, at, uh, on Instagram, at Operation Grow. Um, see these beautiful pictures of our farm. It's really unique. It almost looks like you're in a sci-fi film at night because it goes all pink. Um, you can check us out on Facebook again, Heronia Transition Homes is the name of our registered charity. And so Operation Grow is a program of that. So if you go to, um, you know, HTH, uh, Operation Grow on, um, Facebook and then Operation Grow on Twitter, very easy. We used to, our executive director, Kathy Willis, you asked about our name. We used to always say, she used to always ask us, um, like, when we were planning the project, we would call it, okay, the grow up, let's go, let's go, we, we have this grow up that we're doing, and we get, like, laugh about it, because, you know, you can imagine, we're opening our own hydroponic operation as the province is legalizing cannabis, um, and, and so we we would call it the grow up all the time. And we had to go into a funder meeting and I look at our executive director and I said, we can't call it the grow up at this funder meeting. I'm like, let's just switch it on its head. Like operation grow. And we go in and the name stuck since that day. Um, and you know, our motto is we're growing more than produce. And so check out operation grow anywhere and you will, yeah, you'll find us on, on all of your social media um, platforms. Are you on uh, YouTube? We are not on YouTube, no. Okay, because it would be great to uh, see what you're doing and see what the farm is and what the store looks like. So it would be uh, fun to have uh, a, a YouTube channel where you could show us what you're doing. 
Yes. No, for sure. It might be something that we explore in the future, Peter. And there is a really great, the Social Enterprise Network of Central Ontario, they've done some really great work with Social Enterprise, as I'm sure you know. Um, And so we were lucky enough to be featured in one of their films. So on their Mm -hmm. website as well, there's a great video where they've actually come in and looked at the farm and um, pretty special to be, have partners like them who really help promote social enterprise in, in the, the community. So is that Senko? Yeah, Senko, yeah. Okay. So you could take that video and you could put it on your website. Exactly. Yep, yep, yep. That's a great idea. Okay. Well, like, thank you for your time this morning. And uh, hopefully it won't rain today any more than it's raining there. And it's definitely not going to rain here today. So take care and have a great day. Thank you for your time. Thank you, Peter. Have a great day.